You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pretty cool deal, huh? Did you know uh, that? No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? True, it, uh, not much after getting shut out of half of Oregon State, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> kind of sucks. Just what happened in that second half that either didn't work or the Oregon State did well to shut you guys down? Man, um, a lot of things, but uh, specifically, you know, we were 17 of our. 23, or excuse me, 18 of our 23 rush attempts were uh, not efficient. So uh, when people said just run the ball, I was trying. And 44% of our run yards or something like that came on one of Dylan's runs. So uh, it, it was tough. It was a tough week. And, um, you know, normally a room that's super consistent in our offensive line room was not. And we had to shuffle some people around during the week with injuries and and there was things that um, I thought showed up a little bit in practice and showed up again in the game so some of those you know it wasn't about the guys not being excited or, or fired up for the game I think there was just a, a lack of ability to execute in some of the run game hits even that first drive if you really watch the film um, we were not hitting on our run plays and uh, the, that was something that you know we really felt like at halftime we were going to be able to clean up and do a better job of in the second half, and that certainly didn't happen. You know, we had the ball four times in the second quarter. Um, we had the ball four times in the second half. So uh, that that was the, the most difficult part. You get in a game like that, which we just got done playing in against Utah, where you have to be proficient and make the easy plays easy, and we certainly didn't do that. And it got behind the sticks, and that was, uh, you know, just bad execution. Honestly, I thought it was the worst half of football we played all year. Uh, including the Arizona State game. Uh, we executed poorly. The standard was low. Uh, we got to be better. We're underachieving on offense right now, and uh, we've gotten bailed out two weeks in a row in the second half, and that's got to change. It's got to be way better. Practice has got to be better. Um, we got to be ready to play a really motivated Washington State team. Dylan looked like he really gutted it out, especially on the final drive. Yeah. Oh, are we going to see him at the Apple Cup? Yeah, I hope so. He's in a boot right now. He's, he's working through some things, but, um, you know, he kind of banged his foot up. He got stepped on, and uh, we'll see. You know, right now he was pretty optimistic yesterday. He felt a lot better. Uh, sometimes when you get on the plane ride, those things can swell up a little bit, but he was, he was doing okay. So I'm, I'm hoping that he can make it back, he, and he did. You're absolutely right. He was, he was a warrior out there. His foot was killing him, and, and he was still trying to go. Yeah, before the final drive, you know, when Oregon State had the ball, he was he didn't look good, but mm -hmm. he went out there and toughed it out. Uh, any hesitation on putting him back in, or did he say? No, you know, I trust Dylan. And, you know, if, if he knows he's, he's going to go out there and, and be a liability to the football team, I, I know that, you know, he's not going to go out there. And I didn't feel like he was, you know, so sluggish that he couldn't run the ball, certainly. I didn't feel like there was any cuts, even watching film, that it was – you know, problematic to have him on the field or anything like that. I thought he was still getting his shoulders square, running hard, and making good decisions. Have you seen the running back depth grow at all this season? I know you coming into the season, you said you were looking for a couple of guys to separate. Aside from Dylan, have you seen that separation? Yeah, I think I think Tybo has improved. Um, 
a lot, and I think he gets better every week. You know, there's something, you know, new that comes up even in practice, just that, that he learns more of the subtleties of the offense and protection scheme and, you know, all those type of things. So I certainly think that part has grown. I think Will has gotten quite a bit better, um, just become a more complete player. Um, Rich and, and Sam, you know, just have continued to struggle with injuries. That's probably the one frustrating part is, um, you know, Sam's working back from a shoulder and Rich has kind of been in and out with knee problems. And, and so it's just been tough to get, you know, a consistent bearing on, on those guys. But um, I, I do feel like we're getting there. And um, you see growth from a young player like Tybo and it makes you hopeful that, you know, he can make a, a big impact in one of these games. How did Jalen come through? Great, he did. Um, you know, I know he was, all the guys were. I mean, there was some of those throws in the first half. It was tough to catch football in conditions like that. And I thought his response after the game was outstanding. You know, he wasn't worried about his stats or anything like that. He was just you know, unbelievably fired up that, you know, we're 11-0. and And I just thought it showed a lot of maturity by him. But, you know, I think he played 32 snaps somewhere in there and got through it. You know, just fine. Felt good after the game, and I think it's something to build on. I think that it's going to give him some confidence that, you know, he was out there in a physical football game, you know, against a good defense that, um, you know, he could have been a little bit nervous about. I didn't see any hesitation on film at all on how he was playing. So I think it's something that we can feel really good about moving into the next week and, and building off that. You guys, uh, you know, for second consecutive week, you went against one of the top statistical sack guys in the country and, and – Chatfield and he didn't do anything in that game. Ellis didn't do anything the week before. It seems like your tackles have been on point in that way. How, how would you assess the offensive line and the pass protection in that game last yeah, week? Yeah, I thought um, I thought the pass pro for the most part was was really good. There were certainly some plays. Obviously, Mike made some big plays with his feet, um, scrambled out <laughs> a couple of plays. But overall, uh, I thought the protection was good. I thought the pocket, you know, the integrity of the pocket was pretty good all night, especially for such a good front. So. Um, the protection piece, you know, I thought held up. Uh, and obviously the part that we needed to take a, a better step on up front was, was the run game. What did you think of that pass from Penix to Westover? I saw it from an end zone view last night on TV, and it was kind of stunning how he threw that thing in there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to say. That. It's not hard to say. I guess, you know, we see Mike make throws every day. And so when the NFL scouts come and they ask about stuff, I'm like, yeah, the – the throws you're seeing on Tuesday and Wednesday are showing up on Saturdays as well. And, you know, Michael is certainly capable of making almost any throw on the field. What I was really proud to see was not just that scramble where, you know, he makes an incredible play in the backfield, makes three guys miss, um, rolls out to his left and, and quickly finds Jack. And uh, it's the plays like on third and four where he sees his zone drop and there's a little pocket there and he runs, he doesn't slide. You know, he gets forward and lunges and gets the first down. It's plays like that where I think utilizing his feet, um, you know, in the right way and not being, you know, reckless with that um, has been a big growth point for Mike in the last couple of weeks. And I think that he can continue to make people pay a little bit with his feet. So the last the last pass to Rome, look like he had kind of a bubble screen call for the top there. Is that all just a decoy? Is he going there the no, whole time? No, no. I mean, I know as a play caller, anytime. I have X fade tagged on the backside of a, a play that there's a pretty good chance nine's going to be going over there. But uh, no, certainly if the numbers were were right and Mike felt good about the screen to Germ over there, 
Um, he certainly had the, the okay to take that. And he just felt super confident about the backside throw to the X and made a great play. Rome made a great catch. And that's a pretty good connection. Is that where you would have gone? Or would you have gone the screen? Well, I can't throw as good as Mike. So I don't know. I probably would have thrown <laughs> Not the now, screen. 20 years ago. <laughs> I probably tried to run draw or something. But no, it was, it was great. Mike's just so instinctual about those moments. Um, and I think that's where, you know, not forcing it at the wrong time. Um, and just, you know, having supreme confidence in the play that he had to make and uh, threw a great ball, you know. And it was at that point in the game, it had, it had cleared up quite a bit as far as rainfall and things like that. So I think <coughs> grip on the football, ability to catch it, things like that, were all playing in Mike's favor. We're seeing him run a lot more in the last few months yeah. compared to last year. Design runs, uh, improvised runs, right? How much of that is just you guys just getting to the end of his career and just saying, just go for it, man? No, I, I think, uh, you know, I just believe as a quarterback coach in general, um, I just think when players are athletic, you have to be very careful not to abuse that because Mike's job and his biggest attribute is to be a great thrower, you know, and a great decision maker. And so constantly putting him in harm's way, I think would be silly on my part. But calculated punches at the right time, I think is with a guy like Mike is, is uh, obviously pays off, you know, so... There's a piece there where, where Mike, I think, makes good decisions of not putting himself when he doesn't have to in danger. Um, but at the same time, when he can be a red zone threat or a third down run threat, you know, having good opportunities where he's protected um, is smart. Ryan, you, you said you guys are underachieving on offense right now. Where specifically do you feel like you guys Well, are? I wish it was just one spot. You know, I feel like there's, there's some things that pop up the last two weeks in, in different capabilities. And, and, you know, this last week, it was certainly the run game, you know, and it was a night where we really, really needed it. And we needed it to step up. I didn't, as Mike was asking earlier, I, I didn't feel like the pass protection was bad, but it was pretty tough to throw the ball. You know, we were trying to get easy hits and hit a couple good screens and things like that. But, you know, at some point, you, you got to be able to stress the box a little bit and, and push people around. And again, it was not a I mean, the guys were up for it. You know, they, they felt awful. You know, yesterday was not a good feeling. You know, they were, you know, unbelievably excited to be 11-0 and, and and gracious teammates, but they were frustrated. They were, they were super frustrated, and we should be. You know, we, we got to do a better job and have a better week of preparation for sure. But I, I thought specifically, um, I thought our early down, you know, run success was really poor. It was worse had been all year, and um, that showed up. Even, even plays where we were successful, DJ was breaking tackles. And so just those initial hits, as I mentioned, it was, it was like 17 of 23 runs were non-efficient runs. And that's, you know, you can feel that when you're calling plays and it's like, oh, dang, we're not getting any hits here. Or if we are, we're getting hit in the backfield and he's breaking a tackle. So, um, but the guys are up for the challenge. I know they will be. I know every time that... Um, I've challenged that room that they've, they've stood up and, and made it happen. So I'm hoping for more of a, a consistent gel this week at practice. We're not shuffling so many guys and a little more healthy, and, and hopefully that can pay off for us. The decision to go for two could have loomed very large in this game, but mm -hmm. what just all went into that decision at the end of the half there? Well, you know, I, I certainly don't want to sit there and pass the buck on the book, quote-unquote, but it was a pretty clear read for us. Um, you know, you have a... Um, whether to go for two or not. Uh, early in the game, you know, I, I do think, you know, I know Coach DeBoer contemplated that one a little bit just because it was so early and, and certainly in a game with adverse weather conditions, you don't want to chase points. Um, but it was a pretty clear go for us and 
felt good about the play that we had. And, and uh, you know, again, it was another play to have Rome isolated on the backside by himself, if possible. And uh, we just, we missed it. So, uh, but yeah, it absolutely could have. You know, you, you missed that field goal, so you don't get those three points. You missed the two points for the, um, <coughs> for the two-point conversion, and you fumble on the three-yard line, and those things all add up pretty quickly. What do you see from Jalen as far as when he's going to, when you feel like he'll start really be ready to make an impact? Make? I, I really thought he was going to make a play on Saturday night, honestly. We had a couple plays in that um, I felt like with the right coverage or opportunity that, that J-Mac would get loose. Um, so I, I think he's completely ready. I don't think there's anything, there's no play on the call sheet where I'm like, oh, I don't know if he'd be ready to do that. He's certainly cleared, and, and we put him through the gamut last week, and, and and he definitely responded. So I felt really confident going into the game that, that he was at full health. So there, there isn't anything limiting him or anything like that. The rain was, it started well before the game and it was pretty relentless and heavy until about midway through the fourth quarter. Did that alter the game plan, your play calling? And did you talk to Michael during the game and what he was talking oh, yeah. about those conditions? Yeah, you, you just have to be a, obviously a little bit flexible. Um, prior to the game, in our one-on-one -on -one and patent snatch lines, we had three drops on the left side um, and three drops on the right side, and they were all by backup players. I thought before the game, the rainfall was steady but not heavy, and we were catching the ball really, really well. So felt like intermediate throws, things like that, or vertical throws, where they're not you know getting stuck on you as much, were very completable. And then it started to pick up quite a bit in the first half. So. That certainly changed some things. There were some RPO plays that, you know, Michael, you know, let me know, hey, I, this this is hard. I just need some time to get my hands on the football and get a good grip on it. Um, so there certainly was things on the call sheet that we didn't and couldn't get to. Um, but there was plenty of good calls to make. You know, that that wasn't that wasn't the problem. You know, it was, you know, the ones you can't make in in that type of weather, and and uh, it was more a matter of execution. One of the things that's been brought up a couple times on TV the last couple of weeks is the size of Michael's hands. Are his hands bigger than normal? Yeah, he's he's got he's got some big mitts. I think he's pushing 11 inches. You know, which would probably be in the top one percent of the draft. Brian, in terms of opportunity, no team in the Pac-12 era has ever run the table and gone undefeated. Um, in a historical context, that's never going to happen. You never have an opportunity for a team to do it either. So what, what is the thought on the opportunity this team has in front of it this week? Yeah, you know, the, the thing I would, I would tip my hat to the kids on is I think they've been really self-aware of what the whole season has meant and what the opportunity is each week. And every week that goes by, obviously the pressure gets a little bit more and things like that. And they certainly haven't. I've never felt like we walked onto the game field and the kids looked tense or they look like they were scared to make a play. Um, so I think that how they're handling it, number one, is is phenomenal. And just their, their way they're going about their business. Um, uh, but number two, it is. It's, it's a huge deal. You know, the opportunity that they have in front of them, you know, everything that you set out for in the preseason, everything you're trying to accomplish is right there in front of you. And, um, and they're excited for the opportunity. They're excited for the challenge. We had uh, Giles played his fourth game. So um, has that decision been made at this point? Yeah, good chance he'll just be on the sideline. Yep. You know, we're going to do everything we can to make sure he doesn't play so that he can play next year. And then what's the thinking just of a veteran guy, bringing back a veteran guy? Yeah, you know, there, there's certainly a personal aspect to it as far as just, you know, you would 
we've got enough bodies <coughs> to be able to go out there and compete and win the football game and, you know, kind of put it on the guys a little bit, like, hey, let's go out here, everybody do your job so that, um, you know, Giles can have another year to play football. <coughs> you know, and there, there's, a, there's a piece of motivation there with our guys that they certainly want that. You know, I know that the receivers, Rome and <coughs> JP and J-Mac, they take that personal. Like, they, they want Giles to be able to play football next year. Pac-12 championship doesn't count towards – is that, or it does for Giles? No, it does. Once we're in postseason, we're good. Gotcha. So we just got to get through this week. What do you think that Julius Bielo has added just since he's come back and has seemed to have gotten healthier? You, I, it looks like the interior pressure has just kind of deteriorated a lot from where it was against like Arizona State to where it is now. Yeah, Juice, you know, the obvious statement is length. Um, and at guard, you don't, you know, typically have six, eight guards, uh, but much like. Jackson and Biney last year, uh, Nate and Julius create length where you can pass off twists and he's athletic, you know, moves really well. So from a pass protection standpoint, he adds a lot of length to be able to get to spots and keep everybody protected on the inside. Anything else, Coach Grubb? Appreciate it. All right. That's right. <coughs> Holding uh, Oregon State to a season low in points, but you had the rain, I guess, to assist that a little bit. What does that kind of mean to you to pull that off on Saturday? What's well, it one more time? Just the the, the season low for Oregon State. Oh, points. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you feel like walking into a game. I think it was clear uh, to everybody on staff and the team that they're they're at the very top of the league, and to go into a hostile environment um, and to. Um, you know, come away with a win. And we felt like it was going to be one of our most challenging games of the season walking into it. And it, it certainly was. And just really proud of the guys and just, you know, being able to <clears throat> stick to it and stay together and, and fight their tails off and find a way to get the W at the end of the game. How Martinez kind of compare to other backs? That you've Man, seen? he's a beast. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I look at that, that kid from a year ago as a freshman, and I feel like he put on 25 pounds. Um, he is a... He's a strong customer. Um, he's got some elusiveness to him. He runs behind his pads. He runs with power. And, you know, it took all guys, it took all of our guys uh, front and back half to, to get him on the ground. And I think he's a great football player and really fits into their systematically what they want to do, <coughs> kind of ground and, ground and pound. And, and um, he's, as, he's as tough as any back we face throughout the season. You guys were obviously down Zoe in that game and, and go forth. You know, was beat up early. How do you feel like Carson stepped up in, uh, in that kind of? A yeah, excited for Carson. You know, challenged him kind of coming into the week. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, t kicking it up a notch and 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 being able to you know play the best game that he's played in a in a dog uniform. And you know, the stats don't lie. Uh, he was all over the place, uh, very productive. Um, you know, led us in tackles, uh, creating a you know involved with all of our takeaways. We look at it. You know, had the forced fumble. Um, getting the uh, getting the ball tipped up before half, um, just excited for him to be able to go out there and, and compete at a really high level, and, and not only just just you know play, but but make plays. And uh, so really proud of him, and he did a fantastic job for us. Looks like you were down three safeties going into the game. How's uh, Mikel had to play a lot? How did he grade right. out? What's that, Mikel? Yeah, yeah, Mikel did a great job. I think the great thing about Mikel is he's always ready. Um, and there's such an innate sense of trust with the with a young man like that, that I've asked him to play kind of multiple positions and do multiple things and always be ready. And he's always kind of been the next guy up. And, 
and uh, he actually played really well. And so excited for him. And, you know, again, he's, he's a guy that's been in the system for a while now, so you can trust him to go out there and make the right decisions, and, and he made some plays. Expecting any of those guys back this week? Uh, TBD. You guys had the same personnel situation at safety against USC, and you'd, you'd move Mish back and, and start at Thaddeus and move Jabbar over. Um, what, what goes into the decision to maybe do something like that versus rolling with, with Mikel in this game? Whatever gives us a chance to get one more point than them. So, I mean, I think you take a look at it structurally, what they do, um, and then you find a way with, you know, what you have available during the week and, and you put it together. And I think, you know, I, I hope, um, you know, we've really made a concerted effort, I think, going back to last spring uh, to cross-train a lot of guys and have guys play different spots. And, and right now it's, it's come to fruition. We've had to have guys that are able to move around and bounce around to some different spots. And so that's certainly always on the table. Um, you know, I, I think the thing we're confident in is we've got some guys that have fi high football IQ. So if we ask them to make a position change, you know, for a specific game plan item or for a week that we, we have the ability to do that. At one point of that game, you had Thule and Hampton go out in the same play. You showed up a lot of guys that, that did not play. Um, ZTF was out. You probably had either half or less than half of your original starting lineup to begin the season on defense. How much of a challenge is that for you to be down that low at, at one point, even though some guys came back? Right. Well, I, I mean, it's uh, it's FIFO. You got to figure it out. You know, I think uh, that's where the preparation comes in through the course of the week. And and uh, you know, I know it's a, a very cliche thing to 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 say, but it's the next man up and the next guy's got to be ready to go. And, you know, I think during the week of practice, we always make sure that we're intermixing our groups. So if something does happen, that guys can, you know, step up to the plate when their opportunity shows up and, and go out there and perform. And, and, and not just from a standpoint of not letting us down, but going out there and making plays. Um, and so that's one thing I'm really proud of the guys because we've obviously been in that a little bit here throughout the course of the season. And, and we need the next guy to be ready to go in the game and execute with the game on the line. Chuck, the second to last scoring drive for the Beavers, the, the touchdown drive, you had Muhammad on the sideline for a large majority of that drive. Was that just a kind of just give the guy a break kind of thing? Or? Yeah, you know, just we're basically on a three-corner rotation right now. And so trying to, you know, playing at a high level, trying to keep him fresh throughout the course of the game. We did end up, you know, rolling about 80, 82 snaps on the day. And, you know, I think um, obviously we've got to keep our, our top-end guys if there is an opportunity where we feel comfortable with putting somebody else in the game. Uh, to give those guys a break throughout the course of the game. And, and um, you know, but Jabbar obviously had a phenomenal night for us, but there's times where we're going to rest those guys intermittently throughout the course of the game. How would you sort of encapsulate Jabbar's season? Obviously, he had the big game Saturday, but as a whole, how would you describe the yeah, Awesome. That was fantastic. I, I think his preparation level, his determination, his focus, his football IQ, his skill set, um, it's just not a surprise, you know, when he goes out and has a dominant, I mean, really dominant game. You think about statistical domination. Um, he had as, as good a game as, as anybody's had playing corner the whole season in the conference. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those things that's expected just because you know the inner workings and how he, how much time and effort and energy that he puts into it on a weekly basis. And we trust him. We trust him to be on an island. We trust him to play different positions. We trust him to, you know, be involved in special teams. Um, and uh, and and really really pleased with his where he's at for us right now. Chuck, uh, you give up the 16 play drive, and then the offense goes three and out. You go back out there, and I'm curious about toward the end of that getting the stop for the field goal as opposed to giving up what would be a good Critical. touchdown. What what did you see late in that drive that your guys did to <clears throat> get off the field? Mental toughness. I mean, honestly, when it boils down to it, um, you know, going back to 16 play drive. First of all, we had some opportunities to get off the field there, and we need to. You know, it's a uh, 
couple of second and long executions uh, that we allowed them to keep, you know, you get a, a team into second and 12, you're starting to talk about third down and, and getting your third down package out there and, and obviously allowing them to convert some second and longs and keep that drive alive. Meanwhile, keeping our offense on the sideline, which is never a benefit to us. Um, but, you know, those guys just bouncing back. And even after the three and out, I think there was a real sense. It was, it was you know, coming off a TV timeout and just the, the emotion of our guys, like really excited to go back out there again, really understanding that the game was on the line and going to fight, you know, fight, scratch, and claw with every ounce of energy in their bodies to be able to, you know, get the stop. And, and you know, walking into it, uh, that series pretty confident, to be honest with you. On Tui, uh, they showed a graphic in the game that when he was on the field, yeah. uh, Oregon State was averaging, I think, 3.3 or 3.6 yards per carry. But when he wasn't on the field, 4.6 or 4.8, whatever it was, what does he do that makes him so good and allows him to be such a difference maker up there? He's dominant. I mean, he's just um... – Man, there's there's a thousand things, but it starts it starts first of all with his block destruction. I think you watch end zone tape on on uh, 91, you're gonna find him separating off of blocks and in the backfield a bunch. Um, his football, his understanding of where the run play is going. I think that's where, you know, him and and Tui paired up in there. They knew they were calling out every run play directional. They know which way the play is going just based off of tendencies throughout the course of the week. And and so a combination of his power, strength, and quick you know, quickness getting off the ball and then knowing where the play is going. And, and um, we're great. it's great to have him back out there in more of a full-time capacity, really kind of for the first time in a long time during the season. And it was his, certainly his type of game. And, and uh, I mean, I think he was, you know, quietly the key to our victory. Is this the best Trice has been since you've seen him? Yeah, I mean, just... <laughs> You know, you think about gets uh, gets going with the sack early, but you look at his his quarterback pressure numbers again, and and how many I I think you look at um, you know their quarterback play during the course of the game and how much he impacted the mindset and demeanor of the opposing quarterback. Uh, you know, I think um, obviously felt like their quarterback was uncomfortable in the pocket, felt like he the clock was ticking, like there was a limited amount of time for him to throw the ball at times. And, and Trice being able to get some hits on him in addition to the sack, um, you know, absolutely a, a, a massive piece of, you know, uh, our success. You mentioned Thule. I mean, it seemed like he got nicked a little bit mid-game, but then he came back. How, how did he come out of it at the end? He'll be solid. Yeah, okay. just old man stuff, right? So I've been playing a lot of college football, so <laughs> I think we'll, we'll hope to have him back. Cam, Cam Warden is um, skill set similar to anything you've seen this year? Yeah, oh, yeah. The guy at SC. Very similar. So um, I think um, escapability, top-notch, as good as anybody in the country. Um, arm talent, top-notch, as good as, good as anybody we've faced. Um, creative, you know, and, uh, you know, what he does, what he does when the play breaks down, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to draw that stuff up. Um, so, and we don't. We faced him last year, and, and what you see, and, and everybody's had their challenges with him. And so, you know, it's just a concerted effort to collapse the pocket, try to maintain him not, um, you know, creating, and then making sure your coverage in the back half stays really sticky. The ZTF uh, started and finished the game, but was seemed like he was gone for a long time in the middle. Could you anyway explain that? Was he ill or injured? Or no, guys, just got, you know, it's it's the it's the, it's the eleventh game of the season of an. Very physical, uh, very physical game and a very physical season. I mean, think you look at our back half of our 
our uh, stretch run here, it's like it's a lot of physical games, and, and there's guys all over the place. I mean, I, there's not a single guy out there that isn't playing through stuff, and, and sometimes we've got to you know, pull them out for a minute before we can get them back in and get them going on the field. How much different is Wazoo's offense schematically under Ben Arbuckle than it was very similar. I mean, a lot of air raid principles. I think there's 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 certainly some new nuances that they've incorporated, but you know, it's it's very much uh, wide open. You know, you look at their top five in the country in passing yards per game, and and um, you know, a lot of that's number one in their receiving core, uh, doing a great job with it. Um, but schematically, I don't think there's a ton of differences out there. Um, just try to spread you out and and make you play in space a lot. Chuck, you guys are, I think, second to last in the country in penalty yards per game. You had 10 more on Saturday. Not all those on the defense, obviously, but a lot of offsides. And, the offsides is an issue, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an issue. It's, it's got to get fixed. I mean, I think we've talked about it repetitively, and guys understand the awareness in the moment. And, and, and I think when you're, uh, you know, when you're a, a good football team, people are finding any little edge or advantage that they can to steal yardage on you. Um, and, and that's something that, that's unacceptable. Um, and it's, it starts from the top down. It's us as coaches. It's me as a coach. It's our guys understanding those are, those are critical plays. And, and we can't allow it to happen because when you get a, you know, when you jump off sides, there's, it's only negatives. You're either, at minimum, you're giving away five yards. You know, B, you've got a launch ball going down the sidelines that you got to make sure isn't caught, and you also don't get PI on it. So it's something we have to, we have to, we have to get fixed. So it's, it's, it's week 14. Right, like Correct. What, why do you think it can be fixed all of a sudden now? It, I mean, I just it's 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 a thing that I think you know if you want to have an opportunity to you know win a championship, then your detail level has to rise every single play. Anything else? All right, let's go, Trisha's guys. Happy Thanksgiving. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, Chuck just uh, said it, but happy Thanksgiving week to everyone. Um, it's uh, Apple Cup week, so, uh, you know, a fun week for our guys. Uh, great week uh, when it comes to the tradition for our program and, of course, uh, Washington State's program and this, uh, this game that's happened with a lot of uh, history. So um, proud of our guys from uh, last weekend and finding a way to get number 11, um, you know, and get a chance to, to be in the Pac-12 championship. Um, you know, certainly one of our goals uh, when we set out being the year of uh, making sure of, try, of trying to get into the Pac-12 championship and, and winning it. And so excited about uh, that. Uh, get to celebrate 15 seniors this weekend um, that we'll uh, introduce before the game. So um, big, big, uh, big weekend for us. And, you know, I know our team 
it's really cool seeing how they respect our seniors so much. Uh, just some questions I even had for uh, the Unity Council here today, you know, just simple stuff. But, uh, you know, the younger guys uh, really looking to, you know, the seniors for a couple of those, you know, small decisions uh, that, uh, that they want to have made. So I'm proud of uh, where we're at. Um, you know, I'm stealing uh, Raylan Goforth's uh, saying uh, that he had during my coach's show the other day. Uh, and he said, job's not done. Uh, when asked about winning 10 games and and doing what we're doing and uh, that's the that's where we're at right now you know job's not done and uh, we got work to do and uh, you can hear all the little things uh, I you know that uh, we need to continue to improve on and and uh, we got work to do this week so um, it's gonna be you know it's fun playing on Thanksgiving uh, you know whether it's a rivalry week or, you know, when I was a small college coach, it was a playoff week, you know, big playoff weekend. So um, a lot of special memories. I uh, love playing at this time of the year, celebrating uh, Thanksgiving and all that, but uh, big, big weekend. Coach, Do you have any input on, on uh, continuing the Apple Cup? Do I have thoughts on it? Did you have any input on that? Yeah, I, I definitely. I think it's a great, great uh, game for us to continue to play. And so um, I'm excited that uh, – you know, between us and uh, Washington State, we can, you know, find a way to make it work. So just back to what you were talking about, about job's not done. You've clinched a spot in the Pac-12 championship, yet you have a game to play before you get there. Your guys have done a pretty good job of not putting the cart in front of the horse. So how do you kind of make sure that continues for this weekend? Yeah, I think we're, I mean, I think with where we're at right now, um, it's great to know that you're you're in that game. And so... Um, I don't think we relax, it's just especially with uh, a perfect record that we have going. There's there's a lot of pieces just to, you know, putting our name in, in uh, the history books of, uh, you know, Husky football. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's one game at a time. And this game means something to the rivalry uh, that we're that we're playing in. Um, it means something to, you know, winning 12 games, um, being 12 and 0. Um, there's. There's a lot that uh, we're playing for, and obviously the big picture with the playoff um, and uh, and things like that too. So, uh, you know, we'll have we'll have some fun with uh, the rivalry, uh, just uh, with having alumni speak to our team and showing the showing them the importance of it for those especially who are new to it, whether it be uh, freshmen or transfers or anything like that. So. Um, it'll be fun, and we'll, we'll be up for it. We'll be ready. It's going to be a beautiful day at Husky Stadium. Uh, place going to be rocking. What are your thoughts on a rivalry game in general where you have one team that has everything to play for and essentially another team that has nothing to lose? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're playing for a bowl berth, you know, too, so uh, bowl eligibility. So um, they certainly are coming in to play uh, and have something to play for, and um, we know that. And um, I think there's just uh, rivalry games. You throw the records out. And, uh, you know, it's the last game of the season. Um, you know, you want bragging rights, you know, for the next uh, 12 months. And so uh, that's, uh, that there's a lot to this game. And, uh, you know, our guys uh, get that. On that last throw to Rome, just when that play came through your headset, what was your thought process? And yeah. then also just when you were seeing pre-snap, can you kind of walk us through that? I loved it. I loved it. I loved the call um, because it wasn't just smacking your head on – a bunch of guys up front, uh, you know, when it comes to their defensive front, uh, their D-line, their linebackers, um, it gave Michael some options. You want your best players to have a chance to win the game for you. And um, there was 
you know, number of ways that that could go. We had timeouts available in case there was really something we didn't like. Um, and we were, you know, ready to, to do that, call that uh, if we need it. So, um, you know, to me, we had, uh, I mean, I heard the call from Ryan and, and uh, you know, it was one of those things where, um, you know, I thought, it was, I, don't, I thought it was perfect timing. You know, we hadn't shown it yet. And uh, it's been maybe something we'd shown a long time ago, but there's really no way they'd practiced uh, that exact look with that motion and shifting and things like that. So in the end, uh, nine uh, has the ball in his hands, and uh, he's got one single to him by himself uh, with some options even to the right side of the field. Did you know he was a freshman out there covering it? Uh, we just, I, I, I didn't know which one, uh, when you line up, you know, I mean, you're looking at the structure of the defense first and then just knowing Rome's over there and knowing that, um, I mean, a year ago they had some, some top tier guys, uh, in the secondary. And I think we felt good about the matchups, no matter who was over there. So not necessarily who the individual was. No. Ryan, Ryan said it was the worst half of football you played all year. You kind of echo those sentiments. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we, we've talked about it, and it's, um, we have a high standard, you know, and we've played ex some extremely good football. Um, and this group, when you challenge them and you show them uh, how the details weren't executed at the level <coughs> that they need to be and that they can be, um, they've always risen to the occasion. It's, it's not a thing anymore where, you know, you, you challenge the guys or show them the mistakes and, uh, you know, all of a sudden they lose the confidence. That, that's not going to be the case with our group. Um, it's going to be a matter of them realizing, okay, let's go back to work on Tuesday when we put the pads back on and, and uh, let's get after it. And, you know, their, their hopes, dreams, and the goals that we've had at the beginning of the season, um, you know, that there's a standard on how we've got to this point and we make sure we remind them of that. And, uh, you know, that's what's going to, bring great energy, bring great enthusiasm, a great work ethic uh, tomorrow to practice. What's your optimism level that, that you might have Dylan available this weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I mean, I don't want to say confident, but I feel very optimistic, yeah. You've obviously built some sustainable teams over the, your entire career, 30-1 and one in, in November, which I, is obviously a reflection of despite health issues, injuries, you're able to finish <coughs> season strong everywhere you've been. And I'm just wondering... What do you think goes into building a sustainable program? What has allowed you to do that in multiple places? Yeah, um, having having people around you, coaches and players, that really want to do something special, and realizing that week one there's things to learn from, week three there's learn you know go all the way through the season. There are things to take from every game and keep applying it, and um, you know just you're always trying to improve. And when you get to um, a point where you know you, you have these big games um your chemistry of your team needs to be in good order and uh, the fight you know that it takes to win big games rivalry games um against uh, also against teams that uh you know um are really good themselves um it's just a matter of you know bringing it all together and you know you're gonna have maybe not your best unit out there because of injuries or you know, you're going to have weather, um, but you're going to have some confidence going into each and every game because you know what you got. You know that the guy next to you is going to give everything he has, whether that's a coach, whether that's a player, and you're going to fight till the very end. And, um, I mean, there's just, you know, never sell yourself short on what you're possible, what you're capable of, uh, of achieving. So we just talked about the second half and worst half, whatever. 
Yeah, you win against the number 11 team in the country. You got this November gauntlet. You won the first three. Have you ever kind of taken a step back and just been a little impressed at this team's resiliency? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I keep reminding them that that's who we are, you know, and um, you build all year for this. I mean, I know it's been said a couple times. I mean, I've, I've hung my hat on we're built for this, you know, and, and you're not built for it just because of your body type or, you know, the plays you can make. You're built for it because of the mental piece uh, that, that's in place. Uh, and it doesn't just happen because of one game or two games. It happens because um, even more than a year of training, two years of training, the experiences you go through, you know, how important it is to you. And, um, I mean, you know, guys saw, I mean, at the opportunity defensively, you know, Coach Morrell talked about uh, the timeout, the TV timeout, and I saw it right in front of me, the energy, and they were all jumping up in the air, and you got guys on the sideline um, supporting the defense. Um, we play team football, uh, you know, and there's things that we can always do better, but in the end we're, we're supporting each other to the fullest, and uh, that's, you know, that's really what's, what's happening right now. Um, that's what leads to the resiliency is because it can – it, uh, it's a fight that our guys are in, and they're going to fight till the very end. Caitlin, Saturday is going to be the last Pac-12 game played in that stadium. I'm wondering, before you got here, what did when you heard the name Pac-12 or Pac-10, what did you think of about the football that was played out there? Yeah, I mean, quality, quality, high-level football with um, you know some some big-time teams that have, have done some amazing things over the course of the history of, of the Pac-12. Um, you know, that's it's. I think once you're in it too, um, you know, you, you kind of the, this year as we kind of go through it. There's been a time or two where you you're like, man, we're we're not going to play um, Cal, you know, again, or or going down to Arizona and how hard that was, uh, you know, time and time again, and the history of even um, us going down there as a, as a program, um, and some of those things just being lost, you know, and I guess from my end, um, just, you know, the piece I want to make sure in the program that we do is we continue to, to honor the things that have happened here, um, and the alumni that have done so many great things, uh, to, to get our program to this point, um, the great accomplishments individually, the great teams, um, those great moments and championships that have been won, and the people that it took to, to do that, um, just continuing to, you know, honor and recognize this is this is our program. This is because of what they did, you know. And so, um, there are t t things that will change, obviously. Um, but, you know, we always want to keep uh, remembering, you know, what got us to this point. And and uh, the Pac-12 certainly in the history of the Pac-12 has been critical, you know, to uh, the history of our program here at UW. Is Vince Dunley's absence Saturday injury related or kind of a setback from what happened earlier in the season? Yeah, I just – yeah. What was the last part? Vince Dunley, is that what kept him out of those three games in the middle part of the season? Uh, no, I just – yeah, we just it's not, it's not injury, related, injury related, but just personal things. Is it like, – when you say personal, I mean, is it, is it disciplinary or – No, no, no. It's – just, uh, I mean, there's, I don't want to comment on it too much. Just, you know, just, uh, you know, things are going through. So, Kalen, was, was Tupatala not playing related at all to the fumble against Utah? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I knew something was going to be probably generated at some point. I was putting two and two together. So, yeah, hopefully we have Zoe back here soon.
But his, his setback had to happen pretty late in the week because we had him on Tuesday, and he was looking pretty good at that point. Yeah, he was practicing, yeah. Yeah, um, he was practicing then. So, yeah, I mean, we're, I'm optimistic that he'll be back, you know, this weekend. What, even when, when you've got all those guys healthy, how thin, I guess, is the margin between, I mean, him and Eddie as the starters? Carson has, has been coming off the bench. Obviously, those, those backup guys play a lot still. But yep. how thin are those margins between deciding who's going to start very, and play the most reps? Oh, sorry. Uh, very thin. Um, you know, they all bring a little something different. Um, and, uh, you know, there's the snap counts at the end of the of the game a lot of times are not that far off. And there's a reason why is because uh, they all um, have qualities that can help us win football games. And the really cool thing is, is that um, they've done an awesome job of setting aside their their individual, you know, accolades <coughs> and things like that, that they could accomplish uh, for the best betterment of their unit uh, as a linebacking core. Um, our defense and our football team. And so Coach Inge has done an amazing job just really keeping them all on the same page. They support each other as much as any group on our football team, and it's really cool to see. And I'm proud of the way uh, Carson stepped up, um, you know, played those extra snaps. Uh, honestly, not surprised um, that he had the game he had because he's always ready to go. Um, we see what he does on special teams. Um, he's a passionate guy. He wants to go down and make big plays. Um, and uh, he wants to do that on defense as well, and he did that on Saturday. I know that it's out of your control, but the playoff rankings come out tomorrow. There's been a lot of talk about why you guys aren't getting more respect around the country. Um, <coughs> does that kind of provide motivation for your kids still today? Yeah, I think um, there was a lot of things last week, uh, you know, where we got to kind of play an underdog role. You know, uh, you know the chip on your shoulder type piece. Um, I'd be lying if I said uh, that wasn't part of just uh, you know us getting ready to play a third right uh, ranked team in a row um, at the time of when we played them, and so um, you know that's a challenge. I mean, it's 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 one thing to go back to back and play two ranked teams. It's another thing to go back to back to back and play a team that was ranked 10, 11, 12, depending on the poll. Um, and a team that's we're playing at their place, um, where they had won I think nine consecutive, um, and uh, with a great environment, and they were they ramped up to play us. There's no doubt about it. That was a that was going to be a t we knew that was going to be a tough game, and so um, that along with just you know maybe a little bit of an underdog and wanting to continue to prove um, that we are a complete team. We can. You know, people always nitpicking on this and that and where we're maybe a little bit short. But, you know, there's areas in the there's areas in our football team where we're the best in the country, you know. So let's talk about those strengths, too, and um, just the fight that these guys have. But we have to just keep doing what we're doing. We just got to keep winning and uh, we got to focus on winning this weekend. Um, can't get caught up in anything that we've accomplished last weekend, the week before, the week before that. And um, this game is. Focus number one, um, the ultimate priority, and uh, we know we got to get that done here to 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 get it and make sure we get a dub on Saturday. You know, after the game, somebody asked me about the atmosphere down in Oregon State, and I kind of told them that you guys have been playing that kind of atmosphere all all year long back at East Lansing, Parents Weekend down at Arizona, Utah, Oregon, and even down at Oregon State. Another rowdy crowd expected on Saturday. Are you yeah. guys 
used to this? Is it something you get used to? Yeah, I, I, I've said it in different ways. I think when the lights are brightest, um, our guys play their best. I mean, they get amped up, you know, and they prepare well. And, again, there's things that we just talked about. We didn't play the best, you know, the best half of football uh, in the second half offensively. And there's things we want to get better at. But, um, you know, we'll find a way to win against those in, in those big atmospheres. And our guys are not gun shy. They're not, you know, they don't back down, you know. So um, being booed and all that kind of stuff, I mean, that's that's – you know, just fuel for the fire when it comes to our guys uh, stepping on the field. So, uh, you know, we've felt like since day one, we've had that target on our back in you know, or on our chest, so I guess, wherever you want to call it. But uh, um, just knowing that we're going to get everyone's best best punch and best shot. And, uh, you know, it's been fun taking taking those on and um, being able to still stand tall here through 11 weeks. Do you have the crowd to boo on Saturday? What's that? Do you want the crowd to boo on Saturday? <laughs> well, I'm sure half, part of it will, right? Uh, part of the crowd. So it's, but it, it, the best thing about Husky Stadium is it's going to be loud and, and awesome. Uh, you know, we know it's a home field environment for us uh, that uh, we don't take for granted. At the end of the day, you guys have four top 25 wins, and you take a look at the overall body of work and compared to the other undefeated teams in the country, you have the toughest strength of schedule. Is this program not getting the deserve, the respect it's deserved? Would you be surprised if you weren't in the top four when the CFP rankings came out? Yeah, I guess that's for them to determine, um, but I am proud of what we've accomplished, and I think what we've accomplished is, is, uh, is strong. Um, and so uh, we faced, you know, we can't lose sight of what, the conference was before the season started, and um, the quarterback play that uh, exists. Um, cannot forget about those things. Cannot forget about what uh, the conference record is against other Power Five teams and uh, our placement there. And you know we're playing really all the best teams. You know it wasn't like we're not playing some of the top teams um, like maybe it was even a year ago, right? Um, so. Um, you know, I'm just really proud. That's the thing I'll say over and over again. I'm proud of what, we, uh, what we've accomplished up to this point. But um, again, say it again, job's not done.